You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, well, on this lovely evening chatting with Jack, Andy, and my co-host Peter, we're doing an extra as well, which we're putting out as a separate episode now. So welcome to this. It is a special interview with a guy who's been with the Albion. He's just been released at the age of 20, but he's been with the Albion for about eight years. And it is Danny Cashman. We caught up with him. Here is that interview. Okay, so we are now delighted to be joined by Danny Cashman, who's with the Albion for a good few years through the youth ranks. Welcome to the show, Danny. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Basking in the glory of some victories for the Albion, which is is, is nice. Uh, the under-17s and, um, of course, the first team against Leeds. So everyone's in a happy mood at the moment. Um <laughs> But obviously, for you, you've, you've, you've had an association with the Albion for a while. We'll come on to that in a minute. But um, just to ask you, first of all, where did it all start? Do you join them at, was it the age of 12? Yeah, so I was at uh, Crawley before for a year. Um, that obviously didn't work out. They, they couldn't uh, afford, you know, to have a, an academy at, at that level uh, at that time as well. So that was... Um, kind of another setback you'd like to say obviously I was quite younger then and, and football wasn't really a um you'd like to say a priority it was more it was more of like a hobby and uh fun at the time so that was that and then um you know Brighton got in touch for uh, for a letter saying that they wanted me on um on trial for six weeks and you know I played my first game I think against uh Millwall uh we we lost quite heavily I think that game but you know after after that I got pulled into the change room and they and they said they wanted to give me a contract contract and and the rest was history brilliant yeah that's good and were you uh, growing up were you an Albion fan were you a local guy through and through in terms of Sussex um well obviously I, I live in Crawley so I'm I'm you know Sussex based and you know I'm, I'm close to Brighton I'm only half an hour away I wasn't uh I'm not a Brighton fan and I wasn't growing up you know I was a Chelsea fan you know just following my, my dad's footsteps oh, really but um, I was feeling you were going to say that I don't know why <laughs> Said cruelly, I thought. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I no, think, fair enough, fair enough. As as I as I played played for Brighton, and you know, I was there for for a long time throughout my whole childhood, and 
growing up as a, as a young adult, I think, you know, you kind of get attached to, to the club and, you know, you want them to do well. You want the first team to, to do well, you know, and I've seen, I've seen the first team have, you know, nothing to, to be in the Premier League and, and having all the facilities. So it's, it's been a good, you know, upbringing and, and seeing that, that big process and that big, big, big change uh, happen is, it's been a, it's been a proud and, and a good journey to be a part of. Brilliant. So that would have been so small, 2013 when you joined, would that be right? So I'm trying to think. It's, yeah, I, I yeah. can't talk, remember to my ABS yes, on that. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like timeline wise, I think that works yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yes. So I'm trying to remember with, I don't know, Peter, you're probably the best man or Andy maybe to remember this, when the training ground was actually opened. I can't remember now, is it? Um, a couple of years after that, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, mm. wasn't a long so time. You, but it was a couple of few years, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you, Danny, you, so you, you were what training at the uni uh, at first, and I'm uh, guessing, or something like that. Well, my whole schedule was all over the place. I think as I was younger, you know, credit to my mum and my dad for doing all the mileage. We we used to train on a Monday night in, in Worthing. You know, bear in mind I was still in school and and all that. Um, yeah. So Monday night would be Worthing, and Tuesday would be Eastbourne, and. Thursday would be Falmar, then Saturday morning would be Shoreham, and then Sunday would be um, games at Lansing. So, you know, we're, we're travelling all over the place. And, you know, when you're in school and, you know, it was literally you get home from school, quickly try and eat something and, and, and literally shoot off and, and you know, try and, try and get on time for, for, most, for most training sessions. Yeah, yeah. And um, in terms of um, positions, were you always playing in that role as a sort of like more forward line player or did you start off in a different position? I mean, I've always been an attacking player. I think over the years, uh, growing up, I was always at that out-and-out nine kind of. I was quite, um, believe it or not, I was quite, I was the tallest person, in, you know, in my age groups growing up. Um, so that was that was me playing as a, as a nine, but, you know, kind of can dropping in and finding them pockets. And as as I got older and, you know, people, you know, developed and, and improved as well, um, I kind of not drop back but I could play you know nine ten on the wing so that they were all kind of I can play really anywhere across the the front four would be my you know position where I'm, I'm most effective. Brilliant that's good and um, yeah I mean in terms of your because the thing at school as well is always everyone who's good at football who stands out always tends to play out front anyway so you might <laughs> wonder I suppose at the time thinking oh, am I going to end up playing somewhere else here <laughs> but no, I mean I've seen you play in more recent times in a, a handful of games I've seen on um, on you on the online YouTube and so on, and you've yeah, you've looked impressive. You look like you're a player who can move about and kind of just just take up different positions in the forward line and keep the defence guessing. And and I think that's good for attacking sides to open up the opposition. Would you say that's about right in terms of you yeah, not I'm... just rigidly a number nine? Yeah, I mean. I, I like to get on the ball. I like to create things, you know, and, and run at defenders as well as, you know, work hard and kind of make them unselfish runs, you know, in behind and create space for other players. I think, you know, being able to, I think I'm quite fortunate to to be able to play in more than one position. I think as a footballer, that, that helps helps you progress, you know, say the, if the first team ever wanted wanted me in a, a different position, you know, I was able to to learn quick and, and be able to do that, you know, at a, a good standard. Excellent. Um, I don't know, guys, if any of you others have been lucky enough to go to the um, training ground. I've actually managed to get in there. I engineered a way of getting in on one occasion. So I've had a, a brief look around bits of it. What I wouldn't have done is seen 
audits you've seen, Danny. I mean, tell us about facilities. What, what can you tell us about them? I know certain bits might be um, off limits. <laughs> I don't know for, for discussion, but um, what, what can you tell us about how, how they are? Because they sound fantastic. Yeah, I mean, considering, you know, I've been in a situation where, you know, we've had literally, you know, nothing and it's been, you know, kind of rock bottom stuff. The facilities are are amazing there. And uh, I've said in, in previous, you know, interviews and, and things like that, it's, it, I've played at many, many training grounds and it is, it is up there, you know, apart from your, your likes of, you know, Man City and your Tottenham's. I think, I think the thing with Brighton, it is, you know, the academy side is is separate to to the first team, so there's always like when you're when you're eating, for example, there's a, there's a window, so you can you can see across to the first team, which I think is their yeah. vision of like like that's where you want to be, you know that's that's yeah. that's where your next goal should be, and I think that's quite a good thing to have. But when you step into a, uh, the 23s environment, you're then over with the first team. If 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 you like to say you're 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 part of that kind of bubble. Obviously with COVID, it was a bit different and things changed but you know luckily and fortunately I was in the 23s last year when just before the the pandemic happened we was over there um we'd have our change room and then the first thing were literally you know just a door away so you're a lot closer to you know the, uh, all the first team boys you know the gaffer um and all them things and it's it's a it's a good process to to work your way up you work it's like um you work your way down and then you eventually go around to the other side if, if you you know, if you get your pro contracts, etc. So, it, I think the way they've set it up is um, is, is really good. I think for, for young footballers. Yeah, we've had Martin Perry on a couple of uh, times at uh, fans forums and events, and uh, it's his it's his love child, basically the whole or his, his brainchild, I should say, the um, the training grounds. And um, yeah, wrong wrong choice of words. Yeah, it's his brainchild, and um, certainly he's he that was a big thing. He was talking about the aspirational element you look across and see the next stage and that was definitely part of the plan so it's good to know that that has, is actually working in practice and it's interesting to hear um and in terms of the sort of the facilities have you got because i think there's, a, there's things like a climbing wall and you've got cryogenic chambers and all that sort of stuff is that right yeah i mean all of that is correct uh, in in the gym there there's a climbing wall <clears throat> there's a swimming pool inside um uh, the first thing you know they have you know, uh, like a, a, a steam room and hot cold baths. Um, they've, you name it, they've pretty much got it. To be fair, they're, they're very, very lucky. But at the same time, I think you know that they, they've earned it. And like I said, that's where you want to be. You know, you want to have all them things, and you, you need to work hard to to get them. Yeah, absolutely, guys. If you do want to chuck any questions in, feel free. I know. Um... Yeah, there might be something. Andy, you're on. Um, you're off mute. I don't know if you're about to ask me. If you are, feel free. But um, um, if not, no, in the meantime, I, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, Danny. It was quite interesting um, when you were describing sort of about how you like to, you like to do that sort of roving role, and I was just wondering how much of that sort of comes from you, and how much of it comes from the coaches. In to, I mean, obviously, the coaches will be saying we want you to do this but is it part of um you showing them that you can do something and they think okay we can work with this um how much of how much of your own sort of personal style of play gets sort of how, how does that balance up against what the coach needs um i think you know it's it's very 50 50 i think you know you 
you have to be a player. I think you know your your coaches look at. I think you know he can he can affect the game and. That, and I'm not saying that is me. You know, you look at your, your Neymars and your Messi's, you know, the team's based around that player where, you know, they have the licence to do what they want. I think in, um, or with me, should I say, it it was, you, you kind of smell the game out. You you realise what the game's go, how it's going. And, and if you feel like it's the right decision, they, they, they don't stop you. They don't stop you from doing that. You know, they want you to be um, expressive and have freedom to, you know, kind of do what you want, but in, in a licence to know that, you need to help that like the team comes first. And I think, you know, when we're out of possession, for example, being in your shape is, you know, nine times out of 10, the right thing to do and most effective to, to help the team. But when you have the ball, you know, you need, you need to score goals, you need to win games. And, and sometimes, you know, picking up a pocket that, that may not be in your certain area, it could be the best thing for the team, but it, it could also, you know, probably hurt the team as well. So it's one of them ones where you, it's on your shoulders. I mean, the, uh, the coaches always, you know, they're on the touchline, so that they're not playing. You like you're in the game. You understand it probably a bit better. You know, you're in that moment where you feel like it's the right thing to do. And um, I think with with Brighton and towards the end of the season, I think um, I kind of had that role, you know, where I could pick up situations and positions where you know I'm effective and and can hurt other teams, but more importantly, help help our team. It's interesting you said smelling the game out. That's, that's quite an interesting expression. So just, yeah, in terms of adaptability in, in match and all that sort of stuff, which is uh, is good. And and the thing about the DNA as well, of, of, which has lots been talked about with uh, Dan Ashworth from before his time at Brighton and during his time at Brighton. And I think we've already had a concept of doing something like that before he arrived. It does feel like all the different age groups do play in the same way. Um, how much of a, how much is that sort of like clearly obvious as you're, say in the early days when you're first starting age 12, 13, can you already feel that kind of really distinctive element to it? Yeah, I mean, you know, growing up, um, playing for the for the age groups and it's all, because it, obviously when, till you're up to 16s, you know, it's not about results, it's about, you know, like your development, et cetera. So if you gave away the ball in, in your own half and they score, you know, no one's jobs on the line, points aren't on the line. So, it was always that you know Brighton is a possession team, and that, and that's how we want to or we wanted to play. And growing up, it was always about trying to work out from the back, work up the pitch, and and score and play nice football. And obviously, as you get older, and like I said, points are points are on the line where you want to stay in the league. Um, all these sort of things come into play where you know you have to adapt quickly, and and different sort of style of football can come into play. And I think it also depends on on the manager you have, you know. Um, I think, you know, the 23s have always been close with the gaffer and the first team staff to, to what the first team and how they like to play. So, you know, we try to 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 do that. But as well, we like to have, our I think, our own identity as well. You know, we, we can't we can't copy the first team in every you know scenario because, you know, that's that's the first team. And, and they're they've got the players for that, you know, where we might have players for um that might suit a, a better style of play. You know, we might, we were playing a, you know, a 4-3-2-1 at, at some points in the season where, you know, that was probably, that suited the players we have. And I think, you know, like I said before, and in back to your question, you know, it was always growing up, it was always trying to play out from the back and, and have possession and, and dominate teams, you know, 
whether it's the likes of you know Chelsea, Arsenal, you want to you know the big teams. We want to be classed as you know a good team where people can walk off and say you know that team plays good football and you know and more importantly win win games because that's what football's about. Danny, um, you spent the majority of your time working under Simon Rusk um, as your manager. Um, what was it like losing him this year? Um, and you know. What sort of effect did that have on your game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've known Simon a long time. We'll see with that Crawley before as well. Uh, she didn't, she didn't know that he was there, and then obviously he came to Brian, and I came to Brian. So I've known him since I, since I was a kid. Um, and I think he's a very good coach. He demands the best out of you, you know, every single day. And he's um, uh, he's a he's a difficult character to read, you know. I think and enough. I think he'd say that's a fair comment. You know, he's a, he likes to keep himself to himself. And I think the team he had around him was probably perfect for him because if you wanted to to have that sort of chat, you know, you'd go to, to them where, you know, Simon's probably a bit of more focus on the, the football and what happens on the pitch where, you know, and he, and he relies for his, his staff behind him to, to do the the dirty bits, if, if you'd like to say. But he, he's very, um he was a very good coach. And, you know, when he left, you know, credit to him, he, he did a really good job over the last, you know, eight years he was there and, and especially when he was a 23s, getting them promoted and establishing us in in the first first division of, of that league. Um, but it, when him leaving was probably, I, I wouldn't say it was, it was like a, there was a big change because, you know, his uh, system coach stayed and, and Crofty stayed. So it was kind of, not the same principles, but, you know, they, they wanted to change little things. But um, Simon was, it was a really good coach. And you know, I think just the, the demand of, of every day probably just changed a little bit. You know, he's a, he was a very strict but fair manager. And I think um, that suits him very well. Yeah, he's doing very well with Stockport, isn't he? Mm. He went to, I think they're really firing up the National League Prem and they're in the playoff frame, might, might get into the league this year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, good luck to him with that. But yeah, he certainly sounds like a successful uh, manager for the or coach for the uh, for those youth groups uh, beforehand. So those age groups, sorry. Um, but yeah, so, so good to hear that anyway. And um, yeah, Peter, you got a question, haven't you? Yeah, I was going to say you mentioned the promotion of the under twenty three, which I imagine was pretty you know a great time to be. What were your other memories or your, your best memories of being at Brighton? The kind of the the best times you've had. And also, I was wondering how many of the how many of the players who you, you played with, you know, at the age of twelve when you started, are still at the club? Is there a kind of are there a few, or is it mainly that newer players have come in since then, and, and maybe the same age group? Yeah, I mean, obviously that that year uh, the 23s got promoted was it was a very good year. I think you know they they dominated pretty much every game. Uh, they deserved it as well, and and you got a credit. You know, you look at the team that they had out. You know, I'm pretty sure all of them are playing. You know either Premier League football, Championship now, League One, League Two, or in Holland, you know, they've had a, that squad was a very, very good squad um, that had some very good individuals, but worked very well as a team. And as a young player at that time, it was, was very hard to get into that squad. And, you know, in them times, you, you can't complain because, you know, they're winning games, they're scoring goals. Um, uh, and, and that's something you just got to, Accept uh, as a footballer sometimes, and you know, uh, move on with. And I think to your to your other question, um, growing up, I've, you know, I'm, I've made a, a lot of friends. You know, at Brighton, you know, uh, growing up 
you you see them more than you see your family sometimes and um you you build some some really good uh connections and relationships but um, i i'm pretty sure there's there's only it was uh, only me and Ryan Longman who's um a good mate of mine you know i think he's now probably i think the only one that's uh, still contracted there um from from when we was 12s we came in at the same time we was you know we both got signed at the same time so it was all one of them we've we've been on the same kind of journey and obviously he's he's gone away with uh, Wimbledon this year and you know done really really well um I met him the other day and and he's enjoying his football and um I think you know he's he's now I think the last one standing from from that that under 12s age group yeah I mean he's doing well isn't he I think and um, sorry yeah I'm over to you Andy uh yeah I mean obviously sadly you 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 were released in the latest sort of round of uh, sort of cuts to the squad. But do, do you see this now as a big opportunity for you where you've got a, a good chance of actually getting some real game time in, in first teams elsewhere throughout the league now? Because we've seen quite a lot of the Albion, some of your, some of your compatriots, like succeed very well at other, at other clubs and, do you think now that this this is this could actually be a really exciting time for you to like really push on with your career? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think uh, it, it's it's never nice to 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 hear what you hear. Do you know what I mean? But it's it was at the right time. Uh, we was all on the same page. You know, I think it was the right thing to happen. And like you said, you know, I think this will either you know it will either make or break someone. And, I, and I'm really excited for for this time. You know, I, I'm. I'm trying to stay fit, you know, keep active and, and I'm looking forward to, you know, wherever I end up next and my next move. And I think, like you said there, you know, there's, there's been a lot of players that have either, you know, uh, gone on and, and, and really had a good career and are doing really well now. Um, and I only, I only see, I only see positives from, from this thing happening because there's no point thinking uh, negative towards anything. You know, I've been there for a long time. Um, uh, I know everyone there pretty much and, and it was a really good journey to have and, and I'm happy I did it because I wouldn't be the footballer I am now and it's only uh, set me in really good steps for, you know, pushing on now to, you know, play first in football because that's my priority and it, and it was at Brighton, you know, I wish things might have been a bit different, you know, and hopefully I could have pushed into that team and, and done something there but, you know, that's not my journey and and now I'm looking forward to the next part and hopefully, you know, one day, getting back into the Premier League and, and, and playing against Bryant again. Absolutely. Well, we certainly wish you all the best for that. Thank you. Absolutely. Mm. So and what, is, what is the, the next steps in terms of, of a player in your situation? Is it just sitting by the phone and, and waiting for your agent to call or is it <clears throat> uh, going on trial with clubs or, or uh, has your agent got things lined up? Uh, you know, tell me more. Uh, I, with, yeah, I mean, I can say within reason. Um, we we've had you know we've had offers. You know, we've we've. I, I feel like I'm. I, I was on a phone call earlier with uh, one of the coaches at, at Brighton, and I think, and I said to him, you know, if if I wasn't in a position I'm kind of in now, where I've had you know teams uh, ring me and uh, you know put things on the table where I'm quite excited about, you know, I'd, I'd be a bit more worried. But I feel like I'm in a good position where. Um, I'm kind of in control and I feel like I am for the first time in my life. I feel like I'm in control of, of my future, which is a nice thing to have. So, you know, 
I, I can't say where or who, do you know what I mean? But uh, I'm I'm excited about um, pre-season coming and, and the next season ahead and, and really pushing on. And, you know, like I said before, if I didn't have the options that I've had, I, then I'd be a bit worried. But um, I'm taking my time, you know, and I want to reflect on, you know, a good nine years being at the club and 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 meeting some great people and, and making some great friends and really seeing just um, what's next and and how I can push on. Who's the best player you've played alongside in the under twenty threes or the, the the younger younger age groups? And... Um, the best player, yeah, it's hard. You know, technically, there's there's been some fantastic players. You know, I've played with you know. Played with Aaron. I've played with Ben. Um, I've played with Steve. Uh, I've played with Max, who, who's a really, really good footballer. I think he deserves to be higher. If anything, I've played. With, they've all got, you know, they're all very good at certain things. If you say to me who's the best goal scorer, I'm obviously going to say Aaron. And if, if you say to me who's the best defender, I'm going to say Ben White. It's one of them ones where it's it's hard to pick, you know, one player. But um, it's it's hard because they all deserve to be where they where they are, and, and I and I truly believe that. But um, to to pick one's been a is, it would be a really hard question. I I can't lie to you. Peter always with the difficult questions. <laughs> oh, naughty man. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's okay. that you think of that the players who've come through recently, and I suppose the player in your situation is actually helped by that because you know a lot of teams have seen the players on you know, younger players go out on loan and do well. So. When you've played, in, you've been through the academy there. You, the people will probably say, "Well, actually, he's probably got quite a good grounding. He could well be a good option to sign in the summer if he's been released." You know, it's quite a, like, it makes you players from Brighton who are even if even when when you're not actually still at Brighton, quite quite popular for lower league teams. Yeah, I, th- I think you look at you look at Brighton now. They're a, I should say, an established Premier League team. You know, they, they deserve to be. You know, obviously results obviously haven't always been that sort of. Uh, situation compared to to their performances, which have been really good. I think, you know, lower league teams, um, whether that's you know Championship League, one league two, or even non-league, you know, people like that would always look at, you know, he was a Premier League sort of player. You know, he came from a Premier League club, so with with fantastic coaches and and facilities, and and that must count for something. And I think, and I think that does, you know, it it does attract um, attention to to them clubs. You know, I think. And I think football is a business at the end of the day, and you know they might see that as, you know, we could we could get him for a few years and hopefully sell him on and make a profit for the club, and then hopefully he can push on. And I think um, from a, a lower club, I think that's that's what they 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 think of. I think. Yeah, it's a mark probably of how well we've done actually that in the past people would have broken into the team and would have would have either made it with Brighton or gone somewhere similar. Now the fact that we're releasing players like yourself, who I think. With a lot of prospects. It just shows the level that it's come to now. I thought Jordan Maguire drew um, short few years ago. I thought was going to break in, and he, he never did with us. He's made made his way in the lower leagues now. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned Ryan Norman, um, looks a really good player. I've seen a few bits of Wimbledon, obviously because of the in, in, interest with the Albion there. And um, yeah, he looks a good player. Where he will fit in, whether, whether he'll make it with the Albion, I don't know. But he'll definitely have a good career one way or the other, and I'm sure you will too. Um, because I think the quality is just is just higher now. So whether you make it with Albion or not, I think you if you if you got to the age group that you're in at the point of release, you're definitely going to be having a good career. I think because you've stuck to that point in time, which means you've got a lot about you. I think Peter Guargas, I think, is another one that looked quite good 
and I think uh, he got released, didn't he, as well, um, if I'm not mistaken, at the same time. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, so so it's, it's, it is tough. It is very difficult. Um, one guy, a friend of mine, a friend of the show, The Gent, we call him, um, said to mm. me that he was, he, was, um, he was impressed with you as well. And, yeah, he was a little bit surprised. Um, but that, you know, he thought you'd definitely do fine. And, um, you know, it's so I'm sure it will prove. And if you do score against the Albion, that's going to be the question. Do you celebrate? <laughs> and if so, beautifully <laughs> or? <laughs> I think, you know, if, if that situation comes, um, uh, I'll be lying if I said, I, it all depends on the moment. I think, you know, if it's a last minute win, I, I think I've got to celebrate because it's one of yeah. them ones where, you know, it's, it's just that feeling and in the moment. But, you know, I'll never forget being at Brighton and, and the, uh, the time I had there, you know, that that will always stick with me for the rest of my life. And um, it, like I said, it, it just happened. It will happen in the moment if it does. And hopefully, you know, I, I it's one of them things now. You know, I I, I do want to play against Brighton in the future, and you know, hopefully play at the Amex in front of a, a full house, and you know, hopefully do well. And and you know, football's all about opinions. You know, like going back to to what you said a minute ago. Um, you know, people might think certain things of me. They might think I'm a good player, and some people might think, you know. This isn't the right club, and it all depends on you know your sit on your position and the situation. I think the first thing they have a lot of forwards sort of you know we got you got Welbs, you got um, Neil and, and Aaron, and um, you know even they've got wingers as well. You know with Trossard and and Ali still there, and you know so there's there's so many things that you know come into play, and they they've got to see that situation as is he going to get in front of him, or you know there's so many things that come into play with with you know contracts and all them all them sort of things so I think you know it was the right thing rather than staying there and draining myself out for another year and you know not really getting to the point yeah. where me being 21 in a year's time and haven't done anything with my with my career you know I think it was fair from from their side and, and to me you know just to you know let me go and try and push on and, and see what the future holds. Yeah I think that's the other thing that the gent said he was saying um, that he thinks in a way that could be a, a good way of doing it actually to just to be fair to you as well, to say early on that actually the chances are it's not going to work out. So rather than string it another year along, and then I don't know, maybe you miss, you might have missed a better opportunity um, than you'd get the year later. You know, maybe you can get in with a club this year that you wouldn't be able to get in with next year, and that might have been your best option. So maybe it is, you know, in some ways it might work out better for the best. Hopefully it will, and we certainly um, wish you the best on that. Um, in terms of I mean, you said in your, um, I think afterwards in the Argus, um, there's a quote saying, you said, so my time at Brighton has come to an end. Joining at the age of 12 as a kid and leaving at 20 as an adult. Thank you to everyone for your messages of support and wish um, you all the best in the future. Looking forward to my next challenge ahead. So obviously the next challenge is, you know, the, the next role you're going to have. Um, what particularly do you reckon that role might be? Will it be? Do you think more likely to be, I know you might have some information you can't tell us, I don't know, but is it likely to be getting in a senior role low, a little bit further down the chain or is it going to be getting into a similar position with another club like the Albion where you're kind of maybe starting with the 23s again? Where do you um, think the initial plan will be? I think, um, you know, without going into too much detail, I think, you know, a lot of people probably be quite surprised with, you know, wherever I end up um, and it, and ultimately you know them chats are ongoing and, and still talking about it you know it's it's about being in a first team environment you know I think I'm I'm 
you know, and no disrespect to it. I, I'm, I think I'm past the, the stage of um, being in the 23s. You know, I think I've outgrown that. And, you know, I feel yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that first team um, chance. And, and, I, and I believe in myself ultimately, you know. Um, so that, that will be my next step, you know. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, securing enough time to wherever I end up, um, you know, giving myself enough time to really push on and, and establish myself as, you know, a first team player in that squad and, and being a key player um, where, you know, people trust me. And because I think uh, first team football and managers, I think, you know, the biggest thing for them is trust. And, you know, if they trust a player, then you've you've got half a chance of, you know, then relying on your, your technical ability and your, your game understanding. I think that's my next step and just making sure, you know, first team football is my priority. Yeah, I, I agree. I think at this stage, you're right. You want to be getting making your way with first team senior football, don't you now? Yeah. Um, Andy, I think you were going to come back in, were you, with the question? Uh, no. Um, oh, sorry. I, I, was just, I was just looking at Danny's profile on the Albion website. Um, but uh-huh. just to say, Danny, but, I, you know, I think that's exactly the right attitude. I think there does come a point where you think, I need to be playing, let's go out and Let's go out and do it and um, sincerely wish you all the best and uh, can't wait to see where you do end up. No, no, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. And guys, unless you've got any other questions, I think we'll, we'll let Danny go there because I know you've got to go in a moment, Danny. But um, any other questions? I think we're all right. Yeah. So on that basis, and yeah, thanks very much for joining us, Danny. It's really interesting to get the insight from your position where you are in the in your timeline for your career. And we wish you the very best. I'm sure you'll go far. And if you do score a goal at the Amex against the Albion, um, there won't be one person at least hurling abuse at you from the West <laughs> Upper North End. <laughs> I, can, I can vouch only for myself. <laughs> Don't know about the others. They're, they're smiling, but they're not. They're not saying they won't. <laughs> no, you, you fill, no fill, fill your boots, Danny. Fill your boots. <laughs> yeah, all the best. So, so again, thanks for joining us, thanks, Danny thanks. Cashman. Cheers, cheers, Danny. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that was a great interview there with Danny. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was pretty decent, wasn't it? He seems a good guy. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was brilliant, Jack. Any, any any words on that? No, very interesting to to hear from him and uh, wish him all the best for for his uh, for his career. I'm sure he's going to have a good one. Yeah, he yeah sounded, absolutely. Sounded, yeah, yeah, I, I sounded thought, pretty rounded guy, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah, I just I just thought he absolutely had his head screwed on, and and he, he's a really nice lad to talk to, um, and just wish him all the best. Absolutely. Great. So with that, we're just going to move on to the final topic, which is the West Brom preview. Not West Brom. I knew I was going to do that. I kept saying. (laughs) This is a running joke from earlier, guys. Yeah, it's not West Brom. It's their arch rivals that we're playing. It's it's Wolves. We've already played and failed against West Brom. Yeah, we've got the... um, the Wolves game at the weekend coming up on Sunday. I think that's right, isn't it? I've got that bit right. Yeah. Um, Thankfully. Um, Quick word on that. Head to head, we are really in possession of a good record against them. 15 wins, 14 draws, only six losses and a draw in the game earlier this season. Um, previous game was I thought was all right. We, we got out of jail a bit. I thought we were going to struggle in that one. We survived and then uh, got back into it and survived a last-minute potential crushing uh, winner from, from them. Um, current form, they're struggling a bit, aren't they, guys? Um, we all know how we we're do it. In, we're struggling. 
Yeah, we don't tend to do well against those sort of teams, do we? Um, very quick word on this. Um, I think in terms of position, we could finish in a record high 12th. We are currently a point behind Palace, but they have a game in hand on us. We have a better goal difference than them. Um, they've got Sheffield United at the weekend, so that's a bit of a problem, probably. Um, but if we can beat Wolves and keep the pressure on both sides by doing so, um, we could could get 12th. Do you reckon that's feasible? And how do you see our chances for the weekend, Jack, first of all? Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've got a great opportunity at the weekend. We always do well against Wolves. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm backing us for three points here, but but I'm going to be the cynic and uh, say that I think it'll be our last points of the season um, as, as those last three games look pretty difficult. So um, yeah, I think 40 points and, and not finishing in the uh, in, anywhere near the bottom three would be really lovely, to be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah, I fancy us for Sunday. Brilliant. Excellent. And Andy? Do you fancy it? I do. It's um, I, I, I think I think it's I think it might actually be a slightly grim game because it's just yeah. Wolves Wolves are a weird a weird side this season. Um, obviously, they they lost players through player sales. They lost their best player, and they and they're just kind of lackluster. But I don't know. I. I we do have a chance to win this game, and I would certainly be targeting the three points um, to try and get get within a point of them. And I think, but I, I think we're sort of much of a muchness between in terms of like you know the the goals we score, the amount we concede, and stuff. Um, it's I know it's um, I think it's a good chance good chance for us to. At least keep the pressure on Palace. That's really my goal for this season. It's finish above them. Um, if we can finish above Wolves, well, that would be that would be awesome. But um, I, yeah, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be another tight game simply simply because we missed too many chances. Hmm. I think I think we'll I think we'll be the dominant side, but you know that that is that means nothing for us these days. That's usually bad news, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> So um, yeah, it's good. it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one to win, but but yeah, so I say that we can do it. And Peter, how do you fancy our chances against the West Brom that is Wolves? <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on how near Dan Byrne appears to be to um, Adama Traore based on last. Yeah, time. I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. Traore's been in great form. I really don't want his pace up against Dan Byrne after last time. He was. I mean, it, I genuinely am a big fan of Dan Byrne, but I think it's safe to say it is worst game ever for the Albion against Wolves last time. And hmm. he gave away a penalty, scored, uh, was at fault for at least one other goal. Was it, was it an own goal? Was it an own goal? Or something it was like an that? own goal, yeah. Yeah, and just yeah, had a dreadful game, got booked and then got taken off, I think, in the end as well. So all in all, I think, yeah, hopefully he won't be one-on-one with Traore very often. But overall, I think we've got a decent chance. I'm inclined to agree with Jack more than I would have done last week about future games after that. I thought we had a decent chance against West Ham, given our record, but then I watched them against Burnley and they absolutely destroyed Burnley, barring, admittedly, with they didn't actually take all their chances, but they could have won about 7-1 there and I was really impressed with them going forward and I think our chances against Arsenal have probably diminished with them losing tonight because they'd have had a European final to, to like focus on if they were up before our... Hmm. I think we can beat Arsenal. Hmm. What's to fear there? It's absolutely nothing. No, I mean we still got a chance, but I think they'd have had to play an even weaker team if we'd if they got through tonight. So we'd have had more chance probably. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we can do it. I think I think Wolves is probably beyond us in terms of the number of points we'd need over compared to them. But and even Palace, frustratingly, because they got Sheffield United at the weekend as well, and most teams win there. Although obviously we don't. Um, but yeah, I think I mean generally it would just be nice to be safe. If we can get a win or even a point, which then means Fulham have got to win every game, and that will pretty much do it mathematically. And it'll be nice to be able to completely relax rather than have this even this slight nagging doubt Fulham can win all four games, which I don't really have. But it's yet. Yeah, it's always that little bit of the thought in the back of your mind. I think what I'm looking forward to is if we can, if we do get this win at the weekend, is that that will mathematically do it. We only need two more points to be mathematically safe. Because um, there are players I would like to see Karbovnik get a go, maybe Casado get some minutes, maybe, you know, just see what we, what you know, give these younger players a chance to shine now when the pressure's off. I think whilst we still need the points, I think you put out your you put out your eight your eighteen and you secure those points first before you start indulging um sort of your your plans for next season. But but it would be really great, especially as Kabovnik looks, you know, could potentially be the opposite side to Lamptey. And if you can get two quick guys working those wings. It, it could, you know, it could be really special for us next year. I don't know. I, I think, I think it would be really useful for for Graham Potter to be able to see these these players in proper match situations, especially given the quality of our last three opponents. West Ham, like, as you say, are in really good form at the moment. They were great against Burnley. They were actually exhibited Brighton esque finishing in that game. They should have won about. 8-1 but um, and then obviously Man City so um, who who are the ultimate test so it, it would be it would be good to see if we, if we can get some of those younger players these newer players involved maybe give the manager a hint as to what they might contribute next season yeah I agree with that I'd, I'd add Sakiri to that as well and yeah. also you know, Moda in his actual position because he's Mm. a bit all over the place. It'll be interesting to see him at, because I think he's the obvious one if Basuma goes to come in for Basuma next season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he does play it in his in his main position in defensive more more defensive midfield, you know, or box to box midfielder rather than a wing back or various other places he's played quite a lot. Yeah, mm. I I'd, I'd agree. And I think that, you know, getting to forty points this season, especially after not having a home win in the first half of the season and looking like we might be in trouble up until fairly recently, really. Um, it's it a, it a really good achievement, and especially in the current circumstances where there is a distance for us not being there. Um, I'm quite happy to reach 40 points, get that safety sorted and, and write the season off and then get back to the stadium in August and, and do it properly and <laughs> start winning some games at home. <laughs> yeah. That would be very nice. I think we, I think we will win tomorrow at uh, the weekend. I think it'd be two-one, um, um, but who knows? Who knows with us? Um, anyway, that, it's been an epic conversation this Thursday evening. We've done it into two episodes. We've had one ranting about the ESL and various other things. We've had another one which you're listening to now, which is of course the Danny Cashman and Wolves, not West Brom preview. <laughs> And um, thank you for joining for both of those elements of the conversation. Um, Jack, on your debut, and Andy, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Cheers. 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 Been a pleasure.
as always, Andy, and, and to you, Jack, for your debut. It's been excellent. We'll have you back on, if you will. Yeah, love to. Lovely, excellent. And Peter will round off in the usual way, shall we, by saying, stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.